in a row? Hasta la vista, baby. Go. Hey everyone, you're listening to Geek Positive, where autographs are $40, and you get a free phone pick with it too. I'm Ryan Maxwell. I'm Greg Ames. So, we've been a little bit busy lately, hence why we didn't have an episode last week, and I feel we have some things to talk about because we actually were doing stuff. Yeah, I had like a jam-packed week last week. It was a fun time, though. Well... You were busy because you were celebrating the glorious, your glorious birth. Yeah, uh, it's an occasion I hope everyone else celebrated it too. Yes, everybody celebrate Greg Day. Um, yes. Well, you're all, you're almost 30. Oh, God, I know, I know. Hey, if it makes you feel any better, I'm, you know, I'm pushing 40, so. Yeah, you're 37 in a row, aren't you? Yeah, in a row. I said the in a row. I know, I was just repeating it. Oh, okay, I gotcha. I was doing with the voice in a row. Yeah, I did. Um, I went to AEW on Wednesday night, the day before my birthday. I kind of just had a chill day on my real birthday the next day. Then we went to a con, our first con together in a long time on Friday. And then on Sunday, and we also went to the Living Dead Museum on Friday. And then Sunday, I went to the zoo and then stopped at like a record and collectible store on the way back. So it was a crazy week for me. So yeah, you were busy as fuck. Uh, And then... Yeah, all good stuff though. Yeah. And I went to, obviously I went to the con with you. And then uh, me and my dad are actually uh, babysitting, watching my niece for uh, for a week. Uh, My niece is eight years old, so... I've been complete a little bit run down because of that. I took some extra time off to spend time with her, and we went to Shawnee, our one of our local like lake beach type things, and we went to eight one four lanes and games, and it's just been exhausting. And I have to tell you, I have watched so much mind numbing children's programming in the past week. Like, I, I the writing process for children's cartoons, I swear to God, it's like hit crack pipe write whatever comes to mind some of this shit is so fucking weird i know i probably sound like an old man but fitting yeah damn is it weird yeah like give me an example like what's up like this show called oh yuck it's on netflix it's like this guy this australian kid i think he's a kid like a teenager maybe i don't know he has like a science lab but it's like in a sewer and he performs science experiments on gross and disgusting things like like shit and toe fungus and there's like a talking toilet and a giant nose that talks and a pile of like garbage and laundry that has eyeballs and like has a mouth and it's fucking weird that sounds cool actually and then there's another show a cartoon called the centaurs which is about centaurs and there's all kinds of like fart jokes, and there's a rat battle at some point, and at one point the well, tail. That's not too far off from when we were kids. Yeah, stuff. that but, one makes more sense. But then, thankfully, also mixed in there, there's SpongeBob SquarePants, which, as I've discussed before, I never really got heavily into it when I was a kid because I was like at that borderline age where like certain things you can go either way based on your age. But I've seen, having seen a good bit of SpongeBob lately, I actually kind of like it. Yeah, it's a good show. Like it holds up pretty well. Yeah, it's very bizarre. It's it's like along the lines of the stuff that I like, like Ren Stimpy and Rocco's Modern Life. Well, maybe not Ren Stimpy. That went a little bit too out there for kids. I don't think so. I think it was it was a kid show. It was, but it, it, some of the stuff looking back on, I think some of it was a bit extreme. Also, it also really doesn't help too that the creator of the show turned out to be a pedophile. But whatever. Oh, that's nice. I never knew that. Yeah, there's a whole thing about that. He was a weird... I don't know if he ever acted on it, but he had a weird fixation on underage girls. So let's... Yeah. Oh, is he the guy who also did like a lot of the live action shows and everything? I don't think so, no. Oh, never mind. I have no clue how to say his last name. He is always credited as John K because his last name... No, is we don't not... need to give him any credit then if yeah. he's shitty, dude. Yeah. And anyway, so yeah, that that's been my week. Sadly, I've not gotten a chance to watch What If yet, but there's no surprise about that with how I get behind on things. Uh, do you want my first impression without spoiling anything? Sure, because I'm hearing kind of mixed things online. 
Yeah, I don't love it yet. I didn't watch today's episode because we are recording on... No, that'd be yesterday's episode. Today's Thursday. I didn't watch the second episode. I watched the first one. And it was okay. That's the best way I can put it. It's yeah. nothing that I'd write home about. Like, it's it's fine. I might keep up with it. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely have it watched for when we do... When it's done so we can talk about the ending and everything. But, yeah, it's it's just there. Now, granted, I haven't watched any watched it yet, but speaking just from my own perspective, I wonder if people are expecting too much. Like, I'm not really expecting this to be like you know some sort of life altering, altering, amazing thing. I'm I'm looking at this as you know they're cool little side stories. So, like I said, I don't know what if it's 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 what people are expecting or no. I didn't have any high expectations okay. to be honest. I kind of I didn't go into it with that like oh I can't wait for what if I'm like oh I'm looking forward to it I like the comics I it's just there that's yeah. the only way I can describe the first episode I didn't had cool moments for sure the first episode I'm sure this isn't a spoiler is the Peggy Carter one and yeah. it's it's okay the issues uh, some of the voice acting is really funny because I think Haley Atwell does the voice still of Peggy yeah I think she does too. But, like, they have other actors who we know from the MCU who are now voiced by other people. And it's funny when they didn't try to get a voice match. Like, I don't know. I don't think Chris Evans voiced Captain America. No. But they have a pretty close voice match. Now, Tommy Lee Jones's character from the first Avenger, the person voicing his character sounds nothing like Tommy Lee Jones. To the point our good friend Razor Rob, who's been on the episode, would have been a much better Tommy Lee Jones because he can do a pretty good impression of him. It's like, I want you to search every hen house, a farmhouse, doghouse within a 15-mile radius. We got ourselves a fugitive. Yep, exactly. Like, it's just, I don't know. Something about it's off that first episode to me. I don't dislike it, but something just yeah. was weird to me. Yeah, well, but we'll get into that in, f- in further detail whenever we do our uh, wrap-up of the whole show. So I don't think we probably shouldn't dwell on it too much. I just wanted to throw that out there. Why is that Yeah. Uh, you got me a birthday gift. Yes, I did at the convention. Yeah, I, I'm very excited about. It. I well, one you gave me an errand I have to do now and figure out how to mount this thing, but I do like it quite a bit. Use your manly skills. Oh God, no! Uh, but you got me a a front license plate with Predator on it, and I'm very stoked on it. and I love it. Yes, it seems like uh, everybody. It was a very pre- it was a predator themed birthday because you got a gift from uh, Throbbing with Horror, Brett too, right? Yeah, Brett got me this cool thing. It's uh the song from Predator when he's blowing himself up, sheet music with like ac- the actual Predator screen printed over. It's really cool looking. So uh, thank you both for those. You're very welcome. Also, we, we didn't really touch on the con too much, other than the fact that we went there. Well, we've only been on for a few minutes. Well, I expect us to talk about everything as quickly as possible. Our audience demand has things to do. They demand action. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, the con was a really fun time. It's uh, Steel I- I City Con, which... <laughs> I-, I, I know. Was to but it's, it's Steel City Con, a uh, con that happens uh, what, three times a year. Three in times area. a year, usually, yeah. And, you know, for a three-time-a-year con, they... It's a big one, to be honest. It's the, it's like the biggest small con that exists. Yeah. I like it quite a bit. Yeah, well, in terms of the, of you know the quality of it, I mean, they had uh, uh, what's the name, Freddy Krueger, Robert England. Yeah, holy they had, shit, they, they had, had Robert England, and there was no way you were meeting him because you said that line was fucking insane. That line was wild, and he, they've already agreed to bring him back in April because of it, like yeah. with a new like ticketing system to meet him. Uh, Meatloaf was there, Judith Hogue was there, um, I met James Jude Courtney, the guy who plays Michael Myers, Brooke Thies from one of the Nightmare movies, and Russ Dreiner from Night of the Living Dead. It happened on Friday the 13th, so it was a little more horror-heavy this time, which, I, you know, no complaints from me. They still had a ton of other stuff. It was really fun. Yeah, I remember I was at the con, and dumbass me was like, you know, why does there seem like there's so much horror stuff? Because even in the vendors are leaning towards horror. And you're like, it's Friday the 13th, and they have all they have Michael Myers, uh, Freddy Krueger, A-Jason, and... Oh, no, no, and, no, no, and, no, and, no. And, real quick. And Pinhead. Yeah, I, I said Doug AJ, Bradley Pinhead I said A-Jason. <laughs> No, no not, even not then, Jason. Even not then, even... I'm gonna say no. He doesn't get to say he was a Jason because I don't know how familiar familiar you are. He played 
quote unquote Jason in Friday the Thirteenth Part Five. Okay. Now those who follow the franchise know Jason was killed in Part Four and resurrected in Part Six. The Jason we see in Part Five is a figment of Tommy Jarvis's imagination. So the technically, fuck? that man never played Jason. Oh, I th- I thought you said he was just a stunt double. He was because, but still, he never technically played Jason because Jason's dead that whole time. Oh, well, that's, yeah, they got the shittiest Jason. It's funny because that con went through so many Jasons, like, to get for the Freddy vs. Jason photo op because they had, like, the top Jason originally. They had Kane Hodder yeah. and, and scheduling conflicts because he was there. Robert Engel was supposed to come pre COVID. So yeah. a lot of this is still pushed back from that. And then that all got messed up. And then they had Ken Kersinger who actually played him in Freddy vs. Jason. Then he had to drop last minute. And it was like, let's scrape the bottom of the barrel. CJ Graham was doing an event in New Jersey. So they're like, oh, you kind of were Jason. You get over here. It's like, they, it's like we need a Jason. They, they look out the door, look around. Like, hey, you, put on a hockey mask. It Pretty much that was it. Um, but uh, everyone I met was super nice. Uh, Russ Dreiner did an intro for Throbbing for us. So that was cool. Um, James... James Jude Courtney, the guy who plays Michael Myers in 2018's Halloween and all the next ones, he was super nice, really took time with fans, which is annoying until it's your turn because you're waiting in that line. You've met, you met a decent amount of people there. I only actually had one person I met, and I was actually I was meeting him, not so much for me, but I was meeting him because my mom's a big fan of him, uh, James yeah. Remar. He was in the movie The Warriors, um, which... and. He was also on, I think, Sex in the City, which really is in our wheelhouse. But m- most infamously, he played Raiden in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yeah, and didn't you insult him with this? No, I just said, you know, it's a cheesy movie, but I like it. And then he was like, hey, that's not a cheesy movie I was in. But he, he was good-natured about it. I, I, I know, I, I don't, figured. Yeah, I don't think... If you're in Mortal Kombat Annihilation, I don't think you're going to try to really defend the quality of it. That's like when I met Leah Thompson from Back to the Future and I got her to sign a Howard the Duck picture. Yeah, I, I, I guess some actors could be assholes about it, but he was nice about it. And I didn't realize he's been, he's had like bit parts and a lot of stuff. Like he was in Blade Trinity, he was on Gotham at some point, he plays a lot, he was on Dexter, I think for a whole season. Tends to play a lot of police officer type characters, detective types. He looks like he could be typecast as that. So yeah, we went to that, and that was a lot of fun. I actually... what? Really... How did you feel being back at one? This was a long time coming for you. I made fun. my return to cons a few months back. This was your return to cons. It was fun. I missed it. Uh, I ran into the same dilemma I have at every con, where it's like, I want to buy all these things, and it's like, I don't have enough fucking money to buy half of it. Like, I go to a con with like $100, and it's like, I'm good, I'm, what can I even buy with that? <laughs> <laughs> uh the cosplays it, were really cool i did want to mention there was a guy who cosplayed as dr eggman and i loved it i mean robotnik oh dr. if you want to get technical he he goes by both but yes yeah I, I i did not see him i don't think i did oh yeah he was, he was there uh i don't know where you would have seen him but yeah he was there because we split a good bit of the times yeah yeah or and by split uh got lost eh, yeah a little bit of both and then I ended up. The only thing I ended up buying was a uh, a replica of the nineteen eighty nine Batman Batarang. That is cool. I like that. I think I pointed that. Out. I'm like, get that. I forget how it came about. Then after we left, I realized there was something that I considered buying and I should have, and that now I regret not getting it. You know the um, the fancy Marvel figures. I think they're like Marvel Legends. They always have the build a figure thing, and they're really yeah, nice yeah, a couple Marvel yeah. Legends, yeah. They, they had the uh, version of Loki, the TVA Loki from the series, where he's in, well, what we call his ska outfit. He's in his dress clothes, and I actually kind of wish I'd bought that, because I thought that looked really cool. But unfortunately, I didn't, so maybe next con, I'll be, able, I'll be able to find it again. I don't think you should be allowed to buy that figure, Maxwell. Why? Because you and Brett harassed me about my ska playlist uh, on the way to this con. Yeah, well, that's just because it has to be done. Someone has to do it. And no one has to do it. Skull is amazing, and both of you need to learn this. I'm totally going to buy that. Uh, speaking it- of music, can I, can I talk to you about something that was on my mind a little bit today? Okay, sure. Um, you know how, if me and you are hanging out together, and especially if we're drinking, there's a, a specific YouTube clip that we pull up quite a bit. 
and it's um, the Star Wars at the end of A New Hope, the medal ceremony, where they take out John Williams' uh, score, and it's just the awkward walking down, R2 walking back and forth, like going, (laughs) in like a dead silent room, someone coughs. It just shows like the awkwardness of Star Wars that the music was gone. Yeah. I was thinking about how many cases in Star Wars this would actually apply, because I was thinking of The Phantom Menace, when Duel of the Fates kicks in, and it's epic and amazing. As Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan running up an uh, like automatic door opening, Darth Maul stands there for a minute, looks at them, does nothing, then pulls oh. out the double lightsaber, ignites one, ignites the other, while they stand there like, I want a whole cut of the entire saga with no music, and then putting in, like, the corresponding oh. like background effects that we would have. You know I what? want this so badly. As as funny as it would be to see like the action scenes, you know what it would really kill the opening credits. Well, but that's but, not real though. You know what I mean? I, I, what I'm talking about I, is like you, I, about when the movie starts. I'm talking about no. I'm talking about no no music at all. You're just silence and you're reading. Okay, like I, I'm down for this. I just feel that that would be so awkward because obviously you're, it's like it looks like it's supposed to be epic, and it's just like, okay, episode four, New Hope. Okay, you know, okay, Death Star, Darth Vader, evil. Okay, come on, let's get this going. Let's get this going. Okay, it's over. Um, there's nothing there. Oh, there's a spaceship strolling through. Okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah. That would be fun. I I really do want this cut of that of the whole saga though. And like, another one that came to mind is um not do- the battle of the heroes uh Anakin, which I hate and I do it too. I'm guilty of it. But as soon as Anakin turns the dark side, he's dubbed Darth Vader. Have you ever noticed everyone still calls him Anakin unless he's in the suit though? Like, I was just going to say Anakin versus Obi-Wan. No, it's Vader versus Obi-Wan. Well, the only people that refer to him are uh, Padme and Obi-Wan. And, of course, they are, I don't think they would automatically go, oh, well, well, I guess... I'm not saying them. Oh. I'm saying us, the fans. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I never thought... Of, I guess it's, yeah, because of the suit. I mean, I, I just calling, you know, Hayden Christensen Darth Vader is just like, oh, he doesn't really... It's the suit. It's 100% the suit, I think. But, but Palpatine goes, You will now be called Darth Vader. Okay. Name change. So then Vader was fighting Obi-Wan. It's like, exactly. Hey. But anyway, what I was saying, that scene would be great because um, don't don't make me st- kill you or whatever he says. I will. You will try. And then this epic lightsaber go- fight goes on. But just picture... <laughs> Hide from the lava as it crashes for a little bit. Back at it. <laughs> for like 15 minutes. I'm just also trying to imagine trying to imagine the end scene where he's like, I hate you. And there's all the dramatic music. And just that without... That seems kind of borderline cheesy just because you know, a dude's yelling, I hate you. But Oh, fuck you. That scene's incredible. How many times have you been in a situation where you're just like, I hate you. Every day at work, dude. <laughs> like dramatically, like that. Coworker breathes. I hate you. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I'll I'll give you that. I'll give you that then. <laughs> um, but you know what other one it would work for? And one of the most underrated songs, in my opinion, of Star Wars, John Williams' score is um Across the Stars. It's also referred to as Anakin and Padme theme. Yeah. You know, do, 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 do. But, like, imagine them, like, on Geonosis, about to be executed. Uh, weird bug guy driving their little shuttle, taking them out to the arena. They kiss, real long, drawn out. Nothing. Just that, that whole sounds as they're taken no, no. out. <laughs> the whole battle on Geonosis. Yeah, just, I... Someone has the free time. Not me. Someone does, though, right? Yeah. P, are you listening? Get on P, it. No, P's, P's going for their masters. I can't put P oh, on this. Fuck. <laughs> I have more time than P. Alright, well, someone out there, one of our uh, loyal audience members, if you're listening and you have free time and access to uh, sound editing equipment, get on this and then send it to us. And yeah, we'll, I want to see this so bad. And we'll, I don't know, 
autograph something like that's worth anything. We'll figure something out. We'll come- Who the fuck wants that? <laughs> one day, one day, we'll be famous. One day, we're going to make money off this thing. Me autographing someone and giving someone's like, here, you throw this away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> Give oh, it to God. someone else. That, I don't know. That's, this is random. But do you remember? You know what's funny? I, this is a brag. Yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. Okay. But there was one point in my life where I signed a few things, and it's when I was in one of my bands, and our CD <laughs> came out, and people legit did, and it was a weird moment for me. And then I lost all my punk cred and sold out, and I am where I am now. But that was a weird moment for me. Like, not often. It wasn't like a regular thing, but here and there when we play out, it would happen. And that was a weird feeling. Yeah, it's not like you had people, like, girls coming up to you and be like, you know, sign No, dude, we were an old school punk band. It was always the crusty mullet dudes in motorhead shirts, but I loved it. (laughs) You want to know, speaking of how I said that I yell, I hate you to... Co-worker, co-worker, which I don't actually just do when they breathe. But you want to know what I heard at work? What? I got the Tony Hawk uh, Pro Skater 1 and 2 remaster, and I've been playing that. I was real excited. And one of these young punks told me that, oh, that game's for old people. Welcome to the club, Greg. I never nearly murdered someone before, <laughs> Maxwell. That came pretty damn close, though. Uh. Earlier, when you said that you you're screaming "I hate you" at you know your coworkers, I was about to say, yeah, you scream at coworkers and people on the street and small children and you know and birds. Oh, I should point out, you finally got to see the thing I mentioned that I do when I'm driving and someone doesn't turn, and I do the do it, do it now. Oh yeah, yeah. I, we, we never did that when we used to do road trips. When did you start doing? I told that? you that thing only started like a year or so ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do it, do it now. Yeah, but I'm glad you finally got to witness it. Yeah, I haven't been doing too much. I mean, because, like I said, I had that crazy week, and then it's, okay, back to business, let's record the shows and get them edited and stuff, and that's kind of where I've been at. Yeah, the cold con thing was the big. Was probably the big highlight of the past few weeks. We actually, and we didn't even talk about um, the Living Dead Museum. Yeah, that was super cool, wasn't it? Yeah, Uh, for those of you who aren't aware, um, we live in the Pennsylvania, it we live in Pennsylvania, and not too far from. Where we live in the Pennsylvania. <laughs> we live in the we live in the Pennsylvania. If you ever heard of it, um, we live somewhat nearby uh, Pittsburgh and the outlying Monroeville, Monroeville area, where they filmed several of the Night of the Living Dead movies. Just more than one of Dawn them. of the Dead was filmed in the Monroeville Mall. I thought Night of the Living Dead was too. Uh, Evans City Cemetery. Yeah, but the actual mall itself was Dawn of the Dead. Okay. But the point is, there's a history between Pittsburgh and zombies. And we, they, in the Monroeville Mall, they have the Living Dead Museum, where they have, like, a decent amount of props from the various Living Dead movies, a lot of information about George A. Romero, the creator of them, as well as stuff from some random other zombie horror movies, just to kind of round things out. Yeah, it was really cool. And just other stuff in the genre, not just zombie necessarily yeah. yeah i had a lot of fun at that my highlight was the evil dead stuff i yeah, love really cool. seeing the cabin and everything like that and i own a piece of the cabin that they had to cut up to put it in there so i was very i'm very happy about that so yeah that was a lot of fun oh you want to hear uh you want to get me into our movie studios and release schedules and stuff talk oh, i have okay. something oh god what happened now you want to hear a dumb decision i'm i'm afraid Venom, Let There Be Carnage, yes, will now release the same day as Halloween Kills. Who the fuck did that? Sony. Who the, who makes all the bad, stupid decisions with Spider-Man stuff? Fucking Sony, who do you think did? So, so what is the release Fucking date for give both? the rights back to Marvel already. Fuck you guys. So what's the release date for both of them now? Uh, October something, I don't know. What When was Venom originally coming out? Uh, earlier in October. Why, why? Why? I don't know, and I hate to fucking say it. Sorry, Venom. I'm going to see Halloween Kills. Especially with the way the box office is and everything going on, you know, with pandemic stuff. I mean, movies are struggling enough as it is, and you're going to put two movies that pretty much have the same audience out on the same I was going to say, out of all the Marvel properties, which one do you think is the closest to the Halloween franchise as far as Target demo? Yeah. It would be Venom. Yeah, I, I, why would you do this? 
that makes like zero sense. And like I said, especially with, you know, it's tough enough out there with everything going on. That's really fucking dumb. No, I loved the first Venom. I thought it was really good. Now it was, it wasn't a great movie per se. It felt very throwback to those early 2000s Marvel movies, like before they did cinematic universes and stuff, but I really enjoyed it. I really liked Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock. I thought it was good. I loved the dynamic between like hungry, like (laughs) things like that really made it charming and made me like it. However, I know it was mixed reaction. Some people liked it. Some didn't. Yeah. Whereas Halloween, 2018's was pretty damn universally loved by all fans who saw it. So which do you think's gonna come out on top here, Maxwell? Yeah, that's unless unless they're hoping people like you know do a double feature of C one, like hey, let's go see the other one. But let's be honest, who does that? Have you ever seen? Well, no. If the drive-in near us is still operating in later October and they do that double feature, I'd love it. That'd be a fun double feature. I'm talking about like no people go to the movie theater, they see a movie, and like oh, let's go see another movie. But that how many times does that have? Have you ever seen more than one movie in a day in the theater? No, never. Except excluding maybe some sort of marathon, because like I, I saw a marathon of all three of the Star Wars special editions when they released those in '97. But that doesn't count. That's a marathon. That's not like you know. Hey, I just watched this movie. I'm gonna wander over and watch this one. Yeah, no, I, n- I never have. Uh, excluding like festivals and stuff yeah. like i went to this like big drive-in festival thing that showed like four movies things like I, that i only did that once because me and a friend of mine we were it was her birthday and we we're like let's go just see how many movies we can watch in one day we watched two and then we were done really like you that was your plan for the day and you tapped out after one more than normal yes yes exactly because it's just like, Is it the friend who i'd be thinking of what's that is it the friend who i'd be thinking of I don't even know. It's some I don't know. Okay, never mind. I didn't know if it was a mutual friend of ours. I was gonna have to tell her I was disappointed in her next time I saw her. But yeah, so that was yeah, it, and it's something like, I would like to actually try to do that again sometime. But I just feel like after two after the second movie, it's like God, just sit there and stare. Like I, I don't know why it takes it takes a, like it wears you out. And you're just watching a fucking movie. I don't know, dude. I think I could do it. But yeah, that's that's a dumb fucking move. That's that's legit stupid on their part. That, that has that someone has to change. That's that has to be someone has to fix that. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. You think one of them's gonna blink? I don't think Halloween's blinking. Yeah, I think I as one, they're like, we need this release date. We're not gonna release yeah. in November. If anyone's gonna blink, it's gonna be Sony if they're smart. But Sony isn't smart, so we'll see what happens. And it's not like it was an accident. You know, they, they look at the board like, hey, what's coming out? And someone went, yeah, that's fine. That makes no fucking sense. Have we gotten any, a confirmation on the uh, rating for Venom 2 yet? Are they still sticking with PG-13? I believe they are. I don't know about... You're going to introduce Carnage and you're going to do it at PG-13. I don't know. Look, I read Carnage... A fair amount. And I remember from the cartoons and everything. And I'm, I'm not coming down on you. It's a, This is a legit question. What about the character, besides him being like a former murderer and everything, has to be like rated R? I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm legit curious. I want to say he has to be rated R, but I'm saying that of all characters... Well, what lends itself to being rated R? Because he's a serial killer. <laughs> you can- okay. But like, we don't... When we meet Carnage, he's pretty much past the serial killer part, and then... He's already incarcerated and everything, so it's not like we're going to see him being a serial killer. I, I don't know. It just it especially even Venom. I thought the first one would have lent itself to an R rating just because of the tone of the character. I, I don't know. No, I always thought Venom was more of a hard PG thirteen. I mean, like, but it's like well, like what if they did a PG thirteen Punisher movie? Oh fuck <laughs> that! But Punisher is a killer. Yeah, but I'm just saying, you know. Well, so is Carnage is a killer too. Yeah, I guess so, but it's different when you're like a monster. Yeah, I mean, he was a, he was a killer before he was a monster. Yeah, I guess so. I I believe they are sticking with PG thirteen though. I now I can't. I don't know, but I haven't heard about it being rated R, so that's why I'm saying that. So not gonna lie, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something, and you're probably gonna be disappointed in me, but then you're gonna fix the situation. Okay. I I have not seen Halloween twenty eighteen. Oh, no, I knew that. You told me that. Oh, okay. Well, I, I feel like I'm going to have to watch that because I'd like to see the go see the new one. Yeah, no, that's fine. I have it. We can do okay. a movie night sometime. All right. 
oh, we can watch the first one too, and then we're all caught up because they ignore all the other ones. You just told me you get too tired watching two movies in a row. We're not going to do that. Well, I'm not I'm talking about at home. It's different. Oh, okay. So you have a harder time at home because then there's distractions also, and stuff. Also, the Halloween movies are only like an hour and a half long. They're not that long, are they? Oh God, I don't know. Ask Brett. I'm sure he could tell you the runtime of all of them. I'm not sure. Yeah, most most well, horror movies in general tend to run on the shorter side. Well, we're talking about Halloween, and this is something I think we touched on it before. What is with the trend of you know movie sequels that don't have any numbers or uh, subtitles? So it's like the same exact title as the original. I think if you put enough time in between it, that's fine. Because people know they're not going to see that movie. Yeah, but what about, you know, Suicide Squad and The Suicide Squad? I actually encountered several people that are like, I thought that movie came out a long time ago. And I'm like, no, this is a new one. That's that's the strangest encounter of that yet that I've seen. Because I'm same way. I've met a lot of people that are like, you can't reboot this already. And I'm like... And when they say reboot, they mean remake. I, yeah. If we want to get into the minutia of what each one means, whatever. But yeah, they're like, well, you can't remake it already. I'm like, they're not remaking it. It's it's it still counts the first one, but you don't really need to see it. Yeah, that the uh, the phrase that I believe I heard uh, tossed around most uh, is a standalone sequel. There's that clip from Jane Silent Bob reboot where they explain the difference between a reboot and a remake, and a reboot. Yeah, the first one's still canon, but you don't really need to do it, and you can, you know, like, kind of bring back the franchise and stuff, and a remake is where you just don't care at all, and you just completely redo it. There have been actually several people online that, you know, analyze box office stuff, are thinking that the reason why the movie didn't do as well as they were hoping to is that people, the average moviegoer, moviegoer that doesn't follow the -the behind-the-scenes stuff like we do, probably got confused by it, too. How long have me and you been saying that, that, like... We keep up with this shit, so we yeah. know. But they need to make find some way to, like... Even if it's just someone walking out, the director, blank-faced, to, like, facing camera before a trailer and saying, Hey, this is blank. If you're going to start getting really meta or complicated or confusing with shit... Now, I know this is a different subject, especially, like, things like dealing with multiverse and things like that. And old things that are no longer canon that now are, again, or erasing canon of things... They're going to have to start finding a way to address this to mainstream audiences so it's not just guys like us who know what's going on. Yeah, because, you know, as much as, you know, we'd like to think that we, you know, we're the one, we're, we're running this, we're the ones that are causing all these movies to make money. It's like, no, you need a mainstream audience that isn't necessarily familiar with the source material or how it's made to support this for it to be successful. Yeah, don't get me wrong, we are the quote-unquote diehards. We will be there, we'll be there lined up early and shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. But even if, even though, like, quote-unquote geek culture has really peaked since 2012, oddly, what ha- what came out that year, but um, and really skyrocketed since then, it's still not the dominant force in the market now. It's dominant enough that the biggest things are of that, but not just because of us fans. It's because of us fans and then dragging others to it and others becoming interested in it. Once you lose those others, we're back in 2004 again. If they made a comic book movie that was 100% accurate to whatever storyline it was based on, completely catered to the fans with nothing in it to appeal to a mass audience, it would not make money. People would have no fucking clue what was going on. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to think of an example. And the first one that popped to my head, I went Deadpool. But I'm like, no, Deadpool changed. Oh, like, it didn't start at New Mutants 98, you know? Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, people, there are fans out there that are like, I just, I want to see, you know, a page-for-page live-action version. And it's like, no, that doesn't work. And also, if you read some older comics, some of that dialogue is pretty bad. And, and compared to how people actually talk it depends on who we're talking about it depends on the writer but yeah. no you're, you're correct like, and you know i i don't want that i want the elements and the base story from it but i don't want it because also when was the last comic book that true like as far as the big franchises i'm talking marvel dc nothing indie because that happens all the time in indie but as far as marvel dc goes 
when was the last comic that started that had nothing to do with anything else? So exactly. comics are already going in with an established universe and continuity. So you can't start a story from there, you know? Yeah, there's so much continuity that you need to know that if you're dropped into the middle of dropped into a movie that assumes you have all this knowledge, the average moviegoer would have no clue what the hell's going on. Can we use Deadpool's instead of use that as an example? Yes. Okay, so Deadpool was not introduced in Deadpool number one. No, he was not. Deadpool is introduced in New Mutants 98. So you're telling me for us to make a Deadpool movie, we have to start it in the middle of a story that's already ongoing and then go off of it? Because that will not work. I'm going I'm to play the audience. Wait a minute. Deadpool was in the New Mutants? I thought that, that was that cheesy uh, horror movie. But this doesn't work if we're saying all comic books are based on 100%. Okay. Yada, yada. Uh, but you get what I was like. It, it can't work. Like, yeah. you won't. It doesn't work that way. Because for a character to get their solo book, they usually appear in something else first. And if that does well and, and reader reaction is big, they get their solo book. No, sir. I Even can... Spider Man, Amazing yeah. Fantasy. He didn't start in Amazing Spider Man number one. And that was like a 15 page story, it wasn't even a full issue. Exactly. That's why so many of those old characters, their first appearance and their origin story are both key issues that you can collect, but the origin quite often comes after the first appearance. Exactly. Whenever Wolverine was created, they didn't even know what the fuck he was going to be. At one point, they speculated he was going to be a a, uh, mutated uh, Wolverine cub. Yeah, and that the claws were like weapons, not... They're like popping out of the skin. They're part of his gloves or something like that. So originally, originally he wasn't even necessarily going to be a true mutant. Yeah, so it's, hey, let's throw the cool stuff out right away. And then later we'll say, this is how they got the cool stuff. Yeah, Wolverine, I think, went through so many different, like, origin ideas before they eventually settled upon, you know, the one that we all know today. Yeah, well, which one that we all know today? Well, the fact, you know, he's a mutant, Weapon X program, lost his memories, blah, blah, blah. Th- th- that you know what was cool? I, I, I will defend from a shitty thing. Okay. X-Men Origins Wolverine. Bad movie. Opening montage of Wolverine fighting in every major American war? Fucking badass. That, that should have been the movie. <laughs> Yeah, how fucking cool was that opening, though? Uh, yeah, that was really awesome. Also, one of the things, there are two things in that movie I also will defend. One of them's pretty easy. Hugh Jackman's always good as Wolverine, even when the movie's bad. And two, I really liked Leave, uh, Leave Schreiber as, as Sabretooth. I don't know why. I thought his performance and the, the dynamic between the two of them gave the movie something watchable. 100% agreed on both counts. Yeah, I, I can't even give you a snarky, well, but I can't do anything like that. Yeah, you're spot on. Every once in a great while, I'll rewatch that movie just because I like those two together. Even if I have to sit through, you know, half the movie is just a shirtless muscle man screaming into the void. I haven't seen that movie in so fucking long. I might have seen it like once after theaters. I'm curious what my reaction will be to it. But man, I just remember that opening was, well, not the very opening. The very opening was Child Wolverine, which I didn't need. But everything after that, holy shit. Yeah, like you said, that should have been the movie. It should have been Wolverine like fighting his way through every war because that's awesome. Yeah. I think I, I'm pretty sure it's available on the Disney Plus currently in their Marvel Legacy. I think it movies. is. I don't know I, if I can bring myself to watch it. I mean, it's not a very long movie, and so I still don't know if I can bring myself to watch it, Maxwell. I mean, what what what, what do you have the better to do with your time? So much, so much. Um, like. I remember being stoked because I was a Deadpool fan. This is like oh. before the movie, okay. the games, or anything. And Ryan Reynolds playing Wade Wilson. I'm like, holy shit, this is awesome at the very beginning. I can't wait till he becomes Deadpool. As soon as you said, I was a, I'm a huge Deadpool fan, immediately I was like, oh, Greg, you're going to be so disappointed. Oh, my. Yeah, like even back then, I was a big Deadpool fan. And I was stoked on it. And I was fucking pissed. Do you want to know how much of a Deadpool fan I was back in the day? And I still am, but like I don't even say it as much because everyone claims they are. So I'm like, fuck, whatever. But to the point that when I saw Deathstroke, I'm like, who's this fucking Deadpool ripoff as a kid? And you didn't realize it was the other way around, basically. Uh, 100%, yeah. Because <laughs> of the creative genius of Rob Liefeld. 
Yeah, Deadpool, Deathstroke, Slade Wilson, Wade Wilson, and then just the looks of the characters. <laughs> Which is kind of funny, because now everybody knows Deadpool, but hey, kids, want to read some Deathstroke comics? I remember the post credit scene when I saw Justice League the first time. I heard someone say, like, oh, that's a ripoff of Deadpool, and I was like, hey, that's me, like, 15 years ago. And you're like, you stupid fool. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name from Mulrats? You poor dumb bastard. That's not a schooner, it's a sailboat. <laughs> That's not a ripoff of Deadpool. Deadpool was a ripoff of him. <laughs> you know what? There is no death stroke. <laughs> Over there's this guy in a suit. I haven't watched Mulrats in a hot minute. I might have to do that and then, soon. Like, and then, uh, even down to like Deadshot and Bloodsport. Like, these very like supposed edgy 90s character names that when you look at it now are pretty generic i mean deadpool is kind of i wouldn't say deadpool's generic because you know what the hell is a deadpool but you know deathstroke deadshot bloodsport these all sound like really bad jean-claude van damme or like sylvester stallone movies rob liefeld everybody rob liefeld the man the myth the levi's jeans model <laughs> and I was going to say, let's be honest, everyone who found an image. Basically, yeah. Well, some of the image people have, a lot of the image people have gone on to do better work. I think Jim Lee did Oh, some... I'm not criticizing oh. any of them, but let's be honest, back then, those oh, like guys... The, like the edgy stuff? Oh my god, yeah. Like, this is... It, um... This is like an edgelord before it was, that was a term. This is like 90s like style over substance. Like, big fucking shoulder pads, big fucking guns, and patches everywhere. Oh my god, like, it, it, it's the generation that gave us the Hardy Boys. I know you're not a wrestling fan, but are you aware of who they are, Matt yes, and Jeff yes, Hardy? Yeah. They were the quintessential, like, outcomes of this generation, if you ask me. And that's not even me saying it in wrestling, but if I had to point to a real-life example of people who came up in this era, I'm like, Jeff Hardy. <laughs> 100%. It's always Jeff Hardy. Like, for the, the extreme era. In one of their books, there's, like... The team, there's a team called Young Blood. Uh, yep. What else was there? I feel like I'm missing out on a lot of them because they're so forgettable. Wildstorm. Wild, yeah, oh my god, Wildstorm. Uh, Gen 13, which was kind of, well, not really. That's Are just, we just forgetting Spawn? Are we not going to mention well, Spawn right I, now? I wasn't mentioning Spawn because Spawn, as it, to me, stands apart because all these other ones are generic superheroes, and he's like this demon from hell so i think he, spawn as a character actually is fairly original in terms of standing out from superheroes because he's never he has never been really technically a superhero in my mind at least i mean he was always more he was more horror influenced and he was more of a you know, like i said a creature he's not running around you know with roid rage wearing a unitard with his tiny hands and his chest that's like friggin' like anatomically impossible yes i am talking about rob liefeld captain america and no feet oh and no feet no feet um speaking of spawn can we talk about like that there's a spawn movie coming out they've been working on it for a while but i don't know what the status is i know i know at one point todd mcfarlane himself was going to direct it i don't know if that he still, still is i okay. just saw the article that's back on track now and isn't that is that bloom Bloomhouse that's doing that? Bloomhouse, yeah, Blumhouse. they are fucking killing it right now. I love everything they put out. And I know, um, this was years, years ago, Jamie Foxx was in talks to play Spawn. I don't know if that's still true. Still still on, yep. And he, the he, only description I've seen of it so far it sounds fucking wild, but I'm here for it. McFarlane said, and so this is from the creator of Spawn. He's like, I want to make it like Jaws, but with Spawn. I'm like, that actually sounds really cool. That, I, I'm actually, that's interesting, because he's been saying that for years, so, so I'm glad to see it hasn't changed. Yeah, they want to do it less about focusing on the character as a main character, but more of, like you said, more of like a monster movie. Like, he's more in the shadows type thing. And that's an interesting take on the character. And I think also probably more fitting for the character, because like the first movie, they tried to make him basically a superhero and it was just kind of cheesy and weird yeah for sure i i love that spawn's still going on its original numbering and story too in comics like Nobody does it hasn't anymore. rebooted once 
Yeah, like it. Not one reboot the entire time. And I think McFarlane is still at least a co-writer on it because he. Yep. He he. I think he left for a while, and I think now and then he came back. So he maintains he has an ending in mind, but it's been like what three hundred some issues. I don't think it's ending. Well, they just not too long ago, maybe in the last year, launched like six other spinoffs of different spawns and everything. So I don't think it's slowing down anytime soon. I'm interested because... Hey, I, comics! We actually talked about on Geek Positive. Go us! Because I'm wondering, too, I, I, one of the ideas that I heard for his new Spawn movie was uh, the characters of Sam and Twitch were going to be more uh, prevalent. Like, it's going to be more focused on them and their investigation into Spawn's activities. Wasn't there a TV show in the works a while ago about Sam and Twitch? Yeah, because I think Kevin Smith might have been involved, and that's probably why Yeah, that you know, you're right, yeah. And yeah, that, you know, that's probably the only reason we heard about it, because he talks about everything that comes across his email. <laughs> like, hey, maybe you can be involved in this, and that's why we hear about it. And then he, it falls apart. Like, I he he's not involved with the Howard the Duck cartoon anymore, is he? I don't think there is a Howard the Duck cartoon anymore. Well, it, it was in the works at one point. Yes, correct. And he was involved, and then it just kind of went away. Full circle, but what I talked about earlier, when I talked to Leah Thompson, she talked about her coming on back for the show. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, just like for a minor part. But so, yeah, and then that never happened. So, that, all right, segue. Um, I don't think we discussed this because we missed last week. Uh, Clerks 3 is in production. Yeah, we discussed it. We, we that was on we yeah the episode before Suicide Squad we talked about it. But I think I don't think it was in production yet. Now they're actually filming. Oh, they announced it starts like tomorrow or something. Yeah. We're talking about it. Well, did you see the uh, comparison picture of them from Clerks Two and then from the new one? Yeah, I did. It looks great. I love it. I mean, they look old, but they, damn, I'm I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, the one that struck me the most was Elias. Holy shit! Well, I. I did some math and he was supposed to be 19 in the first one so in this one he'd be in his mid-30s yeah um and he also one... worked on the jane silent bob video game uh the guy who plays elias was like one of the main people behind the game i, I did not know that also i thought it was interesting i i think it was vanity fair had an article about um clerks three and i don't know if they have they have some sort of insight to the story that we don't but they refer to elias as the formerly upbeat Elias. I'm wondering if his character is going to be <laughs> cynical and dated now. I hope so, because me and you will be able to relate like nothing else that we watch of that person who came into a job full of life and excited, then years of working with the public who just run him into the ground. Oh my god, please let it be like and not, that. And not just that, but also the fact that like his mentors are basically were Dante and Randall. Oh, that sounds amazing. You know what I thought about doing and I'm still considering? I'm thinking about taking a road trip out to Jersey because I know where they're filming that movie so I can see it while they're filming. <laughs> that would be that would be cool. You know, I've been to that I've been yeah. to that convenience store before, like yeah. twice. I'm thinking about taking a trip out if you'd like to join me. Oh, that could be fun. I'd be interested in that. I wonder how, when they're filming it, because the store is still functioning, so are they still having to do the I'm sure the night? store will close like pretty much any time they want for it now. Yeah, okay. I'd imagine, too, if you there, know. It's not an independent production anymore. They got that budget behind them. Uh, it's like when Comic Book Men filmed, uh, what they would do is close the store down for while they were filming, then open it up for a quick minute and stuff like that. I'd also imagine, too, it probably doesn't cost much to pay the owners to let them shut it down, because I doubt they make so much money that, like, oh, I don't know if we can afford this. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, I can't believe the Quick Stop's still running, and I'm convinced it's legit from people, like, doing the tourism, like, seeing the place from Clerks. Yeah, I think it has to be. I mean, come I, I've... I've I know I've seen so many fan photos of people I don't know and of my friends like people seek that out immediately. So and with the, with well, the sorry, spot... this I went twice. Once oh, okay. was just a random day. Me and some friends went. Me, uh, Razor Rob, and our friend Brad went, and it was just a random day. And they told us that we were like the fifth group in that day. Random day, nothing going on, like to see the quick stop. Here's... And then the second time was me and Brett from Throbbing were on an episode of Comic Book Men. 
uh, at the secret stash. Like, so there's a big event, like where everyone's dressed as Jay and Silent Bob. We broke world record. So I get to say I'm a world record holder because of that. But then we went to the quick stop, but there's a ton of people there for that. But even on the days where there's not stuff going on, they still, they said we were like the fifth group that day. So they're still getting enough people just from that. And I was, I would assume if, if someone, if a fan of Kevin Smith is visiting the quick stop, they're going to buy something there. Exactly. You buy Gatorade. Or, or eggs. Or a pack of cigarettes, and then you don't tell them what brand you want. Yeah, pack of cigarettes, and just slaps on the counter. In your best Walt Flanagan impression. <laughs> oh, but we are close. Man, this is like first world problems, but holy shit, we're close to another We Watched episode. Uh, Shang-Chi's coming out Shang-Chi. in like two weeks. Oh, yeah. Have you noticed, is it just me? I've been noticing a shitload of advertising for that movie. It feels like more so even than your typical Marvel movie. Is Am I imagining that, or have you been noticing it too? I think you're right. I also think there's a reason behind it, because it's the first pure theatrical Marvel release in a while. Yeah, They're, they're, they're not, not doing the premiere access with it. At least for, they said at least for like a month or something. Yeah, I think this is the theatrical window. The exclusive theatrical window is going to be 45 days before it goes to like uh, streaming, renting on demand and stuff like that. Usually that window is 90 days, but I think, and that's even shorter than that was years ago, where it was like half a year to a year. That window, as streaming becomes much more of a revenue uh, maker, we're seeing that window shrink because I'm not even talking about streaming sites like Disney plus it'll be on Disney plus like maybe four months after it's out. I'm talking about like the, when you pay $5 to rent it digitally for like 24 hours, that's where they make a lot of that money. Then initially like people that want to see it right away. Yeah. Like on voodoo or Amazon prime or, you know, or just your regular pay-per-view. Yeah. Or Apple TV. If you use that site, I don't know why you would, but does anyone use Apple TV? Is that is, I feel like that's the bottom of the barrel for streaming apps. I got a year of it free when I bought my last iPhone, and I it finally the year free year uh, came uh, ended, and I got billed for a month of it. But it's, it's only six dollars. But I'm like, man, I need to fucking cancel that because I have watched jack shit on there. Like, there's nothing. Have you ever used it? I, but no, I don't. Th- I think I perused through what was on there once, and then I just. It's like, yeah, I don't know if this looks, looks good. And a lot of stuff, you have to pay an additional fee to rent. It's like when you're renting stuff on Amazon Prime before it's, you know, on Prime Video, whatever. So I, it's, nothing on there was really all that appealing to me. And I just, ah, whatever. I'll ca- cancel it eventually. Well, now I paid for another month of it, but I need to cancel it before the next one. Because, like, I, I, I have no interest in it. I have enough streaming sites as it is, and they're all be- they're all better than Apple TV. Yeah, I, I think so. I That's the one that I don't know anyone who's watching it. Oh, okay. And it was Shang-Chi. Let's get back to Shang-Chi. Um, well, did you yeah. hear the whole controversy with the whole experiment comment that I don't think is controversy? Um, vaguely, it's someone involved with the production referred to the movie as an experiment because it has a mostly Asian cast. Is, was that the thing? I think that's what people tried to spin it as. And look, I'm not defending billionaires here because fuck them. That's why. Um, but it was the head of Disney, uh, not Bob Iger anymore, the other Bob, Bob Chapik or whatever his name is. And he said, like, because they were asking about, like, are you planning with Delta variant and stuff like that? Not to bring up COVID again. I won't do the sound effect anymore. But, like, are you still planning to do just the theatrical release? He said, yeah, that's going to be kind of an experiment referring to the theatrical release and then the lead star who plays shang chi shang chi i'm not sure the way it's pronounced i saw in the trailers i think it was different they says uh we're not an experiment we're the underdog something like that and i don't think he even meant it as like about that i think he would just meant like us the movie but then like every like news site tried to spin it as that i don't think either of them actually yeah, it, it, meant it that way it, sound, it just sounds like everything was taken in the wrong context. Yeah, I don't think the actor nor the billionaire guy meant it in that way. That's one of the things that really annoys me nowadays about the internet and like clickbait culture. It's like you'll, they'll t- find things and latch onto it and just spin it completely out of what it actually means. Like not not just 
in this in this case, but I'll read a uh, headline that says something that sounds shocking. And you click on it, it's like, oh, that's completely out of context, and it actually makes sense once you once you read the article. I, I can't stand yeah. that. But that's the problem. Most people don't do that step. Yeah, which is how we get all this, you know misinformation out there but it was going back to what we talked about before about shang chi yeah i do think shang chi and the, the marketing like you said I, I think it is like they're really trying to hype it up because of the fact that you know the theatrical thing also i think they're also they might be doing more marketing because uh black widow did not do as well as they hoped i think they're trying to like they have a point to prove now not to say that black widow flopped but it Oh, it was a hybrid release. That's going to happen with every yeah. hybrid release. And, like, not just television advertisements if, you know, for those people that still have, you know, some variation of regular cable. Like, my Instagram feed, there's so much. Now, granted, I follow, like, Marvel, all this Marvel stuff, but I feel like I'm seeing all this social media. Like, there's fucking Shang-Chi stuff everywhere. Yeah, I do, too. Also, speaking of new Marvel stuff coming out, do you see we got that new Eternals trailer today? Did you yes. watch that? Yes, I did, actually. Um, I Actually, right before we uh, started recording, I was like, oh, shit, I need to watch it. So I watched it real quick on my phone right beforehand because I forgot oh, it came out. I'm today. glad I brought it up then so that your efforts were not in vain. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll be honest, I got, I'm more hyped for it now. I, I didn't really give much of yeah. a fuck. I knew I, I was going to watch it because I'm on a podcast that talks about this shit. But after seeing this, I'm like, okay, now you have my attention. It definitely sets a vibe. I still don't, you still aren't given a lot of information as to what it's about, but you're given a feel to it. Like the whole idea that there's these creatures called, I'm guessing the, the deviants are these creatures that pop up in the, uh, yeah, the monster looking things. And, yeah. And also I do like the whole, you know, statement of you know you guys have been here for seven thousand years all these horrible things have happened including thanos and half the world being sna- snapped away why didn't you do anything and it's like uh, we're not allowed to we only do things with deviants like but who's in charge of you and they don't say and no they do kind of say in the trailer they said who told you that or who's in charge or whatever question they asked yeah. then they so show a fucking celestial oh okay yeah that, that that's a big like I don't know how to describe him. That the big dude, the big red dude, fire. Yeah, dude. with all the eyes and everything. Yeah, yeah. They showed a celestial in this trailer. I'm like, okay, you have my attention with that. And just the whole like visual feel of it seems very actually different, a little bit different for Marvel. I don't know something about the visuals of it kind of stood out to me because a lot of it looks like it takes place on a beach on an abandoned island. Could be that, yeah. Do you know what Celestials opens the door for Maxwell? Ugh. <sighs> Um, there's a fucking lot of, Galactus. Oh, okay. So there's a lot of fucking cosmic stuff we can be leading to now. With I just am mainly saying, who better to be the next big bad? I think it's going to be Kang, at least for a little bit. I don't think they'll give Kang the run Thanos had. Yeah. I think Kang will get a maybe four movie run. Let's I'll say four. Might be overshooting a little, but yeah, four movie run. I think Galactus is the next big yeah. bad. That would be fucking awesome, especially due to the fact that Marvel is going to be reintroducing, you know, hope their good version, I would assume, of the Fantastic Four, and that would dovetail. Knock on wood, dude, yeah. That that would dovetail very completely into Galactus, so that would be, I think, that would actually be a good route to go. Yeah, I'll be honest, this looked cool. I am really stoked on it now. Not, like, crazy amount, but more than I was before. It looks fun. Especially considering the fact that I know fucking nothing about the Eternals, I don't know what your if you have any what your knowledge level is, dude. Like I've never read an Eternals comic. I've had them pop up here and there, like references to them, and they maybe showed up in a few comics I've read, but yeah, n- not much. And like same thing with Shang Chi. Like I knew like nothing of Shang Chi before they announced this. Movie. I knew a little bit about Shang Chi, but not a lot. Um, I'll say that. It's funny that we're still dealing with the end game like ep- epilogue. You know what I mean? Well, that's. I mean, it's it's a big fucking event. I mean, there's. I think it's going to be a while before we for, really get out of that. Oh, it is. It was a bad thing, but it's funny that that is still what we're doing. Yeah, really. The only thing post end game that really hasn't explicitly mentioned it was Loki. I don't think they really touched on it. No, because Loki dies before Endgame. True. But, but, t- but 
the whole reason Loki happened was from Endgame. So I guess uh, still, you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's, if it's not, the movie Endgame doesn't happen, there's never a Loki variant. But there's no scene where Loki and Mobius are talking about how everyone, half the world got, you know, dusted. You know, they, there's yeah, because no they don't live in time, so they don't know when. Yeah, they they've live, seen a thousand things. Yeah, they live outside of, you know, reality, basically, so... Yeah, but still, it is literally from Endgame that we got Loki. So there hasn't been a single MCU property that hasn't been Endgame fault yet. Because even Black Widow being set after Civil War, the the end of it is post-Endgame. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, so it's, it, it's interesting, that's all. I mean, it's, I, it's one of those things that, you know... We, if something like that happened in real life, that it's unavoidable that you'd be talking about forever. I mean, um, look at this is be some weird comparisons, but look at nine eleven. Imagine what's gonna be like in a few years when you know this pandemic shit clears up. This people will be talking about this for a long time. I oh, mean, for sure, and it makes Mar- sense. In 20, 20 years in the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know the snap is gonna be taught about in history books. Yeah, I mean. Probably like five years after it. Yeah, that's that's yeah. They'll be making movies so, about it. I guess it makes sense. Like, and it's better that the our only thing wasn't just Spider Man Far From Home, which I yeah. thought that kind of was going to be the case at the time that I saw it. I'm like, oh, this is the End Game wrap up movie, and the rest just moves forward. And it makes sense because that was End Game was the build up of the entire MCU at that point. So it makes sense that everything right now is what happened from Endgame. Yeah. Can you imagine if someone for some reason skipped out on Endgame and then kept trying to follow everything else, how annoyed they would be? I, I don't, I don't, I do not understand the, the person that would do that. I don't either, but it'd be funny. Like, cause think Scarlet, uh, WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki, Black Widow, Eternals. Shang-Chi looks like it's the one, it's Spider-Man Far From Home. Shang-Chi looks like the one that may deal with it the least. Yeah, if at all from the trailer, yeah, looking at it, yeah, it looks it looks much more standalone than the other ones. Speaking of which, today's date is August nineteenth, twenty twenty one, as of recording. All right, still no sight of a Sp- Spider Man No Way Home trailer. Originally, the uh, theory I was hearing was that they were waiting until Loki was over because of the whole multiverse thing. Now, I, I have no fucking idea what's going on. Yeah, one day my trailer will come, Maxwell. Well, I did read a very disheartening article online with a theory about it, but I'm hoping that this is not the case. Was it there would be no trailer? No, this one site was speculating about whether or not there's a chance movies might end up getting delayed again. I saw that. And I, I, I only saw one site reporting on it, so I'm hoping it was just one shitty site. But, well, to bring you down, I saw a couple. Okay. So, but I don't know. I mean, right now they're trying to get, it seems like they're still trying to stick to, you know, a, a normal release schedule, but who knows where we'll be at a month from now. Maybe that's why they're holding back on the trailer, because if the trailer comes out, and then for some, please no, but the movie doesn't come out for like another year after the trailer comes out, they may have learned from Black Widow where we got that trailer when it was supposed to be coming out in a few months, but then everything happened, yeah. and it didn't come out till after a year, and then the hype kind of... You can only hold on hype from a trailer yeah. for so long. We'll have to see. And I think I think also it could also do, be due to the fact that Marvel has a pretty full uh, stacked deck on their hand. I mean, we're getting four Marvel movies in the span of like six months. I think maybe they're like, okay, let's focus on Shang-Chi and drop little trailers for Eternals when Shang-Chi wraps up. Okay. Then we'll start focusing on the Eternals more. And maybe they're just trying to focus on these immediate movies before they get the, you know, the Spider-Man train that combined with, you know, yeah, they're probably just in, just in case we don't want to drop a trailer. And then like you basically everything you just said. Yeah. Well, that's all I got for today. What about you? That's about it. We just got to hope for the best. Yep. All right, so uh, Greg, do your thing. 
Uh, if you guys want to follow us, we are on Twitter at GeekPositive37, on Instagram at GeekPositive. There's a Facebook group called GeekPositive. Join it, post some memes. If you want to listen to more of me, I am on also on a podcast that releases Fridays called Throbbing with Horror. Our good friend Rob, who's been on the show, has a Spotify exclusive show called The Audio Anxiety Radio Show. And please, if you're listening to this, leave us a five-star review. Helps us get seen by more people. Helps us keep doing this. That is the spiel. Uh, so I missed it in all of that social media. What is our show called again? We're Geek Positive. They know that by now. Oh, no, just the fact our social media where it's like, you know, Geek Positive this, Geek Positive that, I don't know. I uh, oh, to, okay. uh, I was trying to be funny. Apparently, I failed. I failed. I, I thought you were accusing me of not saying our name. No. Like, they, they know the name. It's making a joke that you, you've just said it 20 times in all of our social media. So. I don't even notice. I have that thing, like, memorized. I can do it, like, without being awake. You're, just, you're in the middle of the night. You're just like... Uh, follow us on yeah, if you guys want to hear me on the horror, you can uh, follow us on social media. Run, and then Anna, and then Anna smacks you. <laughs> Probably <laughs> happens. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, that about wraps it up. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, I'm Ryan Maxwell. I'm Greg Ames. Next time, see ya.